0: Welcome to the Single Girl's Guide to Life, your weekly guide to single life living in your twenties and thirties. I'm Chantelle the coach, a course life and confidence coach for women that want to make the most of their single life, whether that's in dating, starting to work into relationships, relationships with their friends and family, not just those romantic relationships living alone and just finding a community. We have the Single Girls Club which continues to grow where you can share your dilemmas of single life as well as social events through the Single Girls Club and one-to-one coaching programs as well. And in today's episode I'm gonna be talking about something that might surprise you a little bit in terms of the single life which is the fact that Even though you're single, and I would encourage you to embrace absolutely every opportunity in terms of doing things on your own, taking the time for yourself, and proving to yourself that you don't need to be in a relationship to be able to live a fulfilled life, my message today for you is that you can't do everything on your own all the time as a single, as I said I'm a single life ambassador I think there's so much freedom to be had in the single life that sometimes we can forget or we feel isn't quite the same when we don't have someone to contact at the end of the day we don't have that person that's going to always be there for us consistently as the number one person and I think that you should be able to go out there and go on solo trips whether that's you know just going to the cinema on your own going to a meal whether you're going to, a bit like myself last summer, go around the UK and do a road trip, or, which I haven't yet been able to do, but I know there's people in the single girls club that have, that talk about this, go abroad on their own, whether it's a city break or for something longer. I'm all for all of those experiences that we have there. However, being single doesn't mean that you have to do everything on your own, nor should you, be doing everything on your own we can fall into the trap that we need to do it all on our own and we build our independence and some of us choose to stay single for a certain amount of time because we want to build that independence however even in that phase or a phase where you're looking to date and find a partner or you're still just trying to find your friendships you can't do absolutely everything on your own now what i mean is not that you can't do any activity that you want to do on your own. I pretty much think every activity, maybe, could be done on your own. I'm trying to think if there's one that really, really requires two people... And I'm sure there's a couple of things that could pop into people's heads here. But the predominantly with any activity that you want to do, like dating wise or something you would do with your friends, you could do on your own. You know, you can't do team games like, you know, the Crystal Maze or anything like that. You could do an escape room on your own, but it might not be quite the same. So there's elements of things. I'm not saying that you can't go and do those things, that you couldn't find a group to go with um, or that you couldn't if you chose to do those things alone. What I'm saying is, is that doing absolutely every activity in your life, day in, day out, without anybody else involved at all, might just be a mistake. When you're on your own, it is the opportunity to build that within yourself, to go inward, to enjoy your time alone. And depending on if you're an extrovert or more introverted Maybe one of those would suit you better that actually if you're more introverted, being single and being on your own doesn't really bother you so much. Whereas being extroverted, you feel a little bit more of that. I want to have people involved in my life, but particularly if you're single and live alone, you can feel like you have to do everything all the time. Chances are you're probably doing all of the housework. You're managing the bills. You're sorting your house. You're cooking for yourself every single evening And you start to prove to yourself that you don't need anyone, that you can manage absolutely everything in your house without someone else, that this life is possible to do and enjoy without other people. That's a great thing to experience. However, there is still a reason that we need other people in our lives because there are a variety of reasons really. But We can't just have this super independence all the time. And I think it's something that we could fall into if we're not careful. By all means, stating that you enjoy being single is absolutely fine and still wanting to share your life with people that matter to you. Those two things can happen at the same time. Again, I think another thing we fall into is that if we say that we're enjoying being single, we can't want other people around... And apparently people find it so perplexing when we say that we're enjoying being single, but don't understand then why we want to date. Well, why would you want anyone else? Some people would choose to close that option off because they don't want that. Me personally, I change my mind about that here and there. Some periods of time I've said, no, I'm not dating. I'm not looking for anything. And... Now there's an element of me that goes, you know, what? I actually want to work on relationships. So I want to be in romantic relationships to be able to try those out, which includes dating. But also I want to work on all the other relationships in my life too. And just because you align with one thing doesn't mean you can't associate with the other. You can still enjoy both things. And making sure that you have people in your life that you do things with, balanced with going on these adventures, proving your own self-worth and establishing your independence is key because we can't do everything on our own all the time and there's a few reasons why. Going back, and you've heard this on this podcast before if you've listened, we know that tribe living was how things started out. It was the way that we coped in survival situations knowing that we weren't on our own and all those years back if you were outcast from the group that was a problem. You were in a scenario where you might not know what was going to happen and you were not in a very strong position based on all the things that could come and get you or eat you. That was a problem for you. Now obviously we don't live like that anymore but It's things like that that we need to look back at. So one of the first things, aside from that, that can really affect us if we don't get people involved in our life is that you'll get burnt out. Now, I mentioned the practicalities of living alone. This might be different if you still live with your family, for example, but if you are the one that's doing all of the work all of the time, it's not impossible to do it. It is definitely possible. But if you're working a a 40-hour-a-week job, if not more, you might find that you get a bit exhausted with everything. And the reason that happens is because, let's take the cooking, for example. Cooking for yourself every night is tiring. When there's two people or a family, you know, that's shared between people and, and all the chores that are associated with it are two. If you cook up a lasagna, say, so you've got a fair few bits being chopped, cooked, or a pie even you know, we've got lots of pots and plates and it goes in the oven. Whether that was for one person or for six people, roughly the same amount of stuff was used in cooking it. But then the cleaning comes around and when it's just you on your own, you're the one cleaning it up. And so whilst it doesn't seem like you're doing a lot, and it should be a bit more proportional because, well, there's only one of me, so there's only, you know, one of my lot of stuff to clear up. That's not strictly true. And so all these little things add up. You think that about the cleaning around the house. Your house might be smaller because it's not got four to six people living in it. And I appreciate there is a difference in that. But there are then also more people to chip in and help depending on the age of the people within that scenario that mean that it doesn't just fall to the one person which would be you all the time. And then there's the kind of emotional baggage that you get through a week. And I'm not talking about anything particularly heavy. I'm talking about... Being human, going through life and finding things frustrating in your day and finding things interesting in your day and who you want to share that with. And so if you keep all of those things inside, all the things that you wanted to share and aren't sharing them out, and then you're also just busy with everything that's always going on and you're not able to get anything else happening in your life, plus, I don't know if you've found this as a single person, but you're the one that always has to ask for the social plans to those that are in relationships. I think this is just where they have default people that they would go to things for, and you have to end up being the one to be like, hey, are you around this week? Like that all continues to add up because you always got to ask and remember, and also asking can sometimes feel like putting people out at times. So there's all of these things that when you are on your own, if you are that independent person, can add up. And realistically, you want to involve people to help with scenarios. This could sometimes open your eyes up to the idea of hyper-independence, which comes about from when maybe your needs weren't being catered to so well back when you were a child or growing up. And so you learnt to cater to yourself and not need anyone at all to get on with your life. And so the idea of asking for help feels like a weakness it feels like something that you shouldn't do because you know you can do it but asking people for help is one of the cleverest ways to get people involved it can be as simple as helping to put something flat pack together or it can be can you help me tidy my house like i really need to do a deep clean of the house come on over we'll put some music on something that would have been mundane routine and boring to you can be something that you Uses as an opportunity to introduce people into your life. It makes the activity not the routine. It allows you to take the load off for once. And I'm not saying that that person or anybody should come every week to help you tidy your house or change your bed or anything like that. But there are particular people that are going to probably fit this maybe better than others, such as parents would be more inclined to help with scenarios like this. Just because you can do it on your own doesn't mean you have to do it on your own and it might feel like you should but that isn't the case and so using these little moments means that you fit people into your diary with a purpose it's helpful and it stops you getting burnt out by all of the things that you take on in a week it gives you the chance to catch up with people and talk and offload with that kind of what's been going on in your week or what's happened in your day if it's a weekday and so and. You know, another one is asking about going over for dinner, you know, inviting yourself over. Again, you've got to have some of these friendships in place and see where they're at. But it means that you can actually spend time with more people and you spread things out. So you're not cooking for yourself all, all the time. If you've then gone out to someone's house for food and found a way to get yourself invited or invited yourself. And again, it depends on your comfortability with those people as to how you do that moving on another reason that you shouldn't want to have to do everything on your own and you want these moments where people come over is because relationships i think are probably the most important thing in life now i'll talk about one thing in the next point that i make that might slightly just point out that that's not quite strictly true Mm -hmm. but i think there's a very big place for relationships in how fulfilled we are, and how well we think we're getting on. Because when we have people around us, when we're interacting with people, when we're opening up and talking about things, we're discussing, we're learning, and we're gaining new perspectives from other people. And so I don't just mean romantic relationships. I'm talking about every single relationship every time you relate to someone else so essentially any interaction with other people you are able to use that opportunity to learn something whether it's a new perspective or a different approach you don't even have to be interacting directly with someone you can be observing someone to learn them so if you isolate yourself from other people for a good chunk of time and you're so Determined to do things on your own, you miss out on all this personal growth. Whether it's in a romantic relationship, dealing with your parents, making new friends, or developing old friendships and making them better. That is all learning. Getting used to setting boundaries if you haven't been doing that before. The more you end up isolating yourselves and there is good reason to isolate yourself from people certainly At, at particular times that person needs to be cut out and they should not be around in your life anymore but the more you continue to isolate and take yourself away from people the less opportunities you have to grow the less opportunity you have to learn how to communicate something and it's the reason that I go back into dating sometimes periods of time where there's been a roller coaster or it's brought up things I need to work through, I need to take a step back from dating. But in order to get better at relationships, romantic relationships, I need to then be dating. And I need to experience that person that cancels on me last minute. If you haven't heard of Hangover Guy, he's coming up soon, but there's been hints of him on TikTok. Um, it's the element that you have learned theory about red flags for example and you can't then know if you're any good at spotting them and reacting to them well enough until you're doing it and so this is how how we get better at certain things and and for some of us interacting with people learning about people and managing people being around other people is part of that so having relationships in your life allows you to do that as well as learning about other perspectives because you've only lived your life through the lens that you've seen it through through the set of circumstances that you've been growing up in and that you were raised in and through school you probably had a group and experienced that upbringing but if you're starting to isolate yourself from people then it's just becoming your story and your story only which for your narrative is very true and fair but also that idea of curiosity of knowing what other people think it allows us to form better opinions if we change our mind or it can allow us to really solidify our opinions and views because we're actually exhausting all the other things that are there and even if someone's opinion is different to yours doesn't mean they should be cut off it's very common in kind of cancel culture to be like well I can't hang out with you anymore because you don't agree and it's difficult if it's something that really keeps coming up but quite often I think sometimes someone doesn't have to 100% agree with absolutely everything you're saying to still be in your life and even that's growth you know accepting people for who they are even if you have differences of opinions at times relationships are a really core part of getting some meaning out of life relationships relating to others it doesn't even have to be super close It can be the way that your work impacts other people. But actually seeing that and learning about those people, knowing why you do certain things and why you want the job that you want or want to do a particular project or come up with a product, whatever it might be, it is about learning about others and being around others so that you continue to grow. And it brings me on to my next point because the more you do that, coming back to the tribe thing, the more you develop your sense of belonging without people around you might start to lack that and you don't need lots of friends to feel a sense of belonging it is definitely quality over quantity but we need people in our lives to share our lives with to talk about how we feel and to have that sense of belonging and this was what I briefly said might undermine my previous point which was I think that Relationships are maybe the most important thing in our lives. If we look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, if you haven't heard of that, it's a triangle, uh, and it tells you what we need in a scale from bottom to top. And the things at the top can't be accessed unless you've got the things underneath, and and, and each one below must be, be fulfilled. In that sense, now love and belonging is third; it's the middle of five on the hierarchy of needs. Underneath that is having your physical safety and physiological needs. So, you know, being, being physically able in some way and being mentally okay too. And then also having somewhere to live, having access to food and water, you know. And I appreciate that those practical elements of, of basically having health and um, being able to live practically... Yeah, probably do come uh, before then considering love and belonging, our relationships and how we interact with other people. But if that is that first one straight after, you know, the basics as we might refer to them as, then that surely takes a really big part of life. And we need that to then move on to the ones that are above that, which include confidence and then really pushing into like the top tier of transcendence and really going for things. So doing things on your own isn't a bad thing to do. I still advocate for that. I still do that myself. I'm sat here recording a podcast on my own. I do a solo podcast. (laughs) Like I haven't ever had a guest yet. Um, And maybe I should change that up at some point. But there is a place within doing things independently and doing things on your own to be balanced with making sure that you've got other people to do it with. Because surely you want to grow. Surely you don't want to be tired all the time from doing everything on your own. And you don't want to risk that sense of belonging. You can belong in lots of places. But there's a quote from Aristotle, and it's that the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. I'm sure you've heard of that. It came to my mind when I was thinking about this episode. We know that there's only so far we can get if we're on our own. There's only so much we can do if we're doing things individually. And sometimes we have to have other people to keep pushing forward in whatever particular area. Whether it's improving our house, we might need help. Whether it's wanting to develop relationships and get better at communication, we need other people. And maybe it's just the sense that we want to know that we're part of something something bigger than just getting up going to work coming home cooking and sleeping again we want to know that there's a bit more to it than that so this isn't saying don't go out there and don't go book that trip or don't go to the cinema because you know that I'll be encouraging you to do that if you have any personal interaction with me and you ever ask should I absolutely as long as you feel comfortable with it go for it you won't regret it but I also think make sure You find your friends, make sure you keep time for your family if they're still in your life and they've not had to be cut off for any reason or they're not here anymore. And that's really part of the reason that the Single Girls Club idea came about. Friendships are important in general and you don't need the Single Girls Club to develop friendships and more deep relationships. However, it might be that in your life you feel that you're missing that group of people that really understand you. When you're dating, when you're dealing with rejection, when you're managing that house on your own, if all of the people around you are in relationships, it's very easy for them to forget what it was like. Maybe they never really experienced living on their own and being single or any of those kind of dating things. Maybe they met someone through work or through school or uni. And you need people, lots of different people, but you need the people that understand also where you're at now and the things you're going through. And that, I think, was where some of the idea of the Single Girls Club comes from when I really think about it. It was this time last year that it started to brew as a concept of bringing people together in that way to find other people like them that could understand and relate to what was going on. So if you're not already a part of that, then you can head to the link that's in my bio on Instagram and TikTok to sign up and be a part of that online Facebook community. There's posts in there, there's polls, there's social events as well so you can actually meet people in person as well as online events too. And in there we talk about embracing the solo life and at certain points we'll also be talking about how we get friends involved, how we make new friends and how we build our friendships up going forwards. And of course there's dating here and there as well for those that want to. But that's another thing you don't have to do. But at some point you might want to work on it. So have a little think about that over the next week. Think about the balance you have between what you're doing on your own and the time that you're dedicating to making sure that others are still part of your life, how they can help you in your life and how you can benefit from that too. Until next week, keep thriving.